Hi, I'm Pastor Bill Sang from Faith Presbyterian Church, and I'm here to help you read and understand the Bible. And today we're going to be addressing a very specific question, that regarding contradictions in the Bible. More specifically, are there two different gods in the Bible, a God of the Old Testament and a God of the New Testament? So I'd like to talk about that a little bit because this is something I get asked frequently and um, and I, I think that it is worth addressing. It's very easy to resolve when you understand the Bible in its entirety. But we're not going to go through the whole Bible, just certain passages real quick. So first thing I want to point out, as most people know, inside of the Bible, there is an Old Testament and a New Testament. And of course, you're saying right now, of course, that's exactly the problem I have. The Old Testament has all these uh, laws that don't make any sense to me that seem kind of harsh in the New Testament is this a uh, uh, part of the Bible that presents Jesus, this kind and loving and caring guy that's full of grace? Um, and so there's the question, are there two different gods, one of the Old Testament and one of the New Testament? The answer is absolutely not. First of all, I want to point out uh, that inside of the uh, Old and New Testament, that there are both acts of judgment pronounced by God, and acts of grace that are pronounced by him as well. Uh, you can think of, uh, for instance, when you look at the flood, the catastrophic flood of Genesis, that was an act of judgment inside of the Old Testament. Uh, but likewise, you also had God preserve eight people out of the world as an act of grace. In the New Testament, you'll see, uh, for instance, the judgment of King Herod when he was receiving praise, being called a god. Uh, he was uh, struck down uh, by an angel, so he was judged by God. Uh, but then you also um, you, you also see the grace and love of Jesus Christ as he dies on the cross to save us of our sins. And so you see both acts of grace and acts of judgment in both the Old Testament and the New Testament. So it's the same God right there. But also I want to address uh, that this, that the Old and New Testament, as I like to, uh, the Bible is really a tale of two covenants, as I like to say. What's a covenant? It's a promise, a very special promise. So the Bible is a tale of two promises or a tale of two covenants, as I like to say. And uh, what makes this different from other religions. Take, for instance, uh, I oftentimes hear Christianity compared to Judaism as uh, uh, Buddhism is compared to Hinduism. As the, uh, you know, basically Buddhism is more of a reformed version of Hinduism uh, that takes out lots of things they didn't like and, and uh, adds some other things that are different. Well, the difference between Christianity and Judaism uh, is expressed in Jeremiah 31, chapter 31, where actually what happens is the New Testament is actually foretold. That in the Old Testament, it says that there will be a new promise that God will give to his people, and that's found in Jeremiah 31, and it starts in verse 31, where it says, The time is coming, declares the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah, it will not be like the old, but like the covenant I made with the four, their forefathers when I took them by the hand to lead them out of Egypt because they broke my covenant. Though I was a husband to them, declares the Lord. This is the covenant I will make with the house of Israel. After that time, declares the Lord, I will put my law in their minds and write it on their hearts. I will be their God and they will be my people. And so the Old Testament in the book of Jeremiah gets very specific that there is going to be a new promise 
made for the people of God uh, that did not exist as part of the old promise. So what does it make Christianity? Not a new religion, but a continuation of Judaism as foretold in the book of Jeremiah. So that's very fascinating in itself right there. Uh, the second thing, uh, is God different between the Old and New Testament? We mentioned that a little bit, but part of the discrepancy there is uh, the reality that there is such a difference with how the message is presented in the Old Testament and in the, and in the New Testament. And this is actually addressed in the book of Hebrews uh, chapter 1, verses 1 through 3. So I'm going to turn there real fast. So book of Hebrews. I'll read it straight out of there for you. Book of Hebrews chapter 1. I'm going to read to, you, read to you verses 1 through 3. In the past, God spoke to our forefathers through the prophets at many times and in various ways. But in these last days, he has spoken to us by his Son, whom he appointed heir of all things and through whom he made the universe. The Son is the radiance of God's glory and the exact representation of his being, sustaining all things by his powerful word. After he had provided purification for sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty in heaven. So what is this telling us? It's telling us that in the Old Testament, that God spoke his message through special people called prophets. They spoke God's word for him. But the difference in the New Testament is that God appointed his son, Jesus Christ, to speak the message for him. And then he appointed apostles to carry that message forward. And so that is a major difference with the presentation of the word where um, before it was presented through prophets, imperfect people, where in the New Testament is presented by Jesus Christ, God's son. So the exact representation of God in the flesh. So uh, I hope that helps out a little bit right there. So finally, how does this dif difference affect me? How does it affect you? Well, what it tells us in the book of Romans, this is chapter 6, verse 14. You see, because there is such a difference uh, with how to carry out the law according to Old Testament standards and New Testament standards, because uh, even though Jesus Christ died for our sins, that we still have a certain morality we're supposed to live by uh, as, uh, as given to us by God. God has commanded us to uphold uh, his law, but it's it's different from Old Testament to New Testament in that certain laws were declared no longer necessary. That's for another video, another day. Uh, but what I am going to do real quick is I'm going to read to you from the book of Romans, chapter 6, uh, verse 14, and then I'm going to jump over to Romans chapter 6, verses 22 and 23 to finish this off. In Romans chapter 6, verse 14, it says, For sin shall not be your master, because you are not under law, but under grace. So it's, what that's saying is that you are not bound by the punishments of the old covenant law as a believer in Jesus Christ, but rather you are living under grace. Now, in case there's any uh, confusion right there, that's not licensed to do whatever you want to do. In fact, this particular scripture is in a portion of the book of Romans that is saying that this does not give you an excuse whatsoever to sin. And in fact, in verses 22 and 23, what Romans uh, then goes on to say is, but now that you have been set free from sin and have become slaves to God, the benefit you reap leads to holiness and the result is eternal life. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life 
in Christ Jesus our Lord. And so what it's saying is even though we are not bound by the law anymore, we are actually now called to a higher standard because we now understand the intentions of the law, which is not just simply to obey those rules, but rather it teaches us how to love one another and how to love God. So essentially this is a tale of two covenants right here, a tale of two promises, the Old Testament and the New Testament. And I hope this helps you in understanding and reading your Bibles. Thank you.